Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Cousins. Wanted Thielen. Throws a Hail Mary. Kevin King. Did he come up with it? One on the field is an interception. I First can't, down. can't believe that. Cousins would throw that ball. It's good because we understand that, you know, to be a great team, you have to be able to finish defensively. To be able to finish defensively two weeks in a row against two most likely playoff caliber teams is a good sign. That's Chris Myers on Fox with the highlight. Tremont Williams on the defense there in Green Bay. Now joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline is our own green and gold football reporter, Mike Clemens. Mike, I went back and watched the game, and and I was in the middle of Brewers, Packers, Brewers, Packers, bouncing back and forth. I didn't realize, one, the situation as, as cleanly until the second time viewing it, and just how awful of a decision that was by Kirk Cousins to throw that ball with like five minutes left, first and goal from the eight, backtrack 10 yards, and then fire up a pretty much Hail Mary into the end zone. Into the double coverage, back of the end zone. The receiver didn't really have a good line of sight to the ball. And on top of that, think about the last three, four plays you had with Delvin Cook before that. Yeah. I mean, they, they were finding gaps again for him, and they couldn't stop him, and they had the Packers on the heels, and then he throws that one up. And this is, you know, this is the thing that comes along with Kirk Cousins, man. And the guy, he's... Uh, the player to have the most fumbles in the NFL the last five years is Kirk Cousins, and you know, he gave up another one on Sunday. The um, Packers' defense, you know, it's it's only week two, so you're not going to look at rankings, but I am looking at turnover ratio because that's what all these coaches always talk about. They are uh, plus three behind only the Patriots and uh, the Titans, who are off to a good start. Uh, when it comes to uh, what they're holding opposing quarterbacks, Trubisky, Cousins, like uh, a combined quarterback rating of about 58 or so. Number one right now is that killer secondary for New England. They've held their, their opposing quarterbacks somewhere in the 40s. So those are that, those numbers after two games you can look at and, and sort of count on. No, you really can't. I, but I think when you start looking at this 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 Packers defense, though, I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot has been made of the Smith guys, but uh, King and, and Alexander on the outside, I mean, they spent – some high draft picks on a one and a two, but they, they look really good on the outside, Mike. Hey, you know, I interviewed Xavier Rhodes, and um, I for, I didn't know he was that big. Yeah, he's a big dude for a corner. Yeah. And, you know, Ron Wolf is out promoting his book, mm-hmm. and he talked about, you know, the T-Buck uh, draft, Terrell Buckby back in the day, mm-hmm. and he said, other guys said, go after this guy, and he goes, why would I go after a 5'9", 5'10"? Because he said when he worked for the Raiders, they always had big corners. Right. And Ron Wolf in studio tomorrow with Bill Michaels at 1235 here on The Fan. Exactly. And and so that's something to touch on all that. And, of course, then T-Buck leaves the backers, and he actually has some success. But after that, all those guys that he did get at corner, and then he got himself a Super Bowl, were bigger guys like that. And guys like Al Harris, or just crazy coordinated guys, like Charles Woodson that, you know, Ted picked up in free agency and all that. Well, that makes a difference with Kevin King. 
you know, and even though he's kind of built more like a basketball player, he's not afraid to put his head down and wrap up and make tackles, and you just keep your fingers crossed that he can stay healthy. But Jair is so coordinated. He's so confident right now. You know, he's borderline cocky, but, you know, Matt LaFleur says, you know, whatever that kid wants to do right now, he's smart, plays to the ball. Darnell Savage, by the way, you know, he saw him as they were kicking us out of the locker room wearing a boot, the, the rookie safety, and he was he was in the, he had the boot on in yesterday's locker room period. Didn't talk to reporters, took it off, and now Rob Domoski saying yeah he's got you know a bruised shin bone, but there's still a chance he might be able to get out there and protect against Joe Flacco and company Sunday against the Broncos. When you talk about this Packers team and what Aaron Jones was able to do, something I've been harping on for two days: 23 carries, four catches, more involved in this offense than he ever was under Mike McCarthy. Do you think this is something we'll continue to see from this offense? Well, and I mean, this is what Lafleur promised. And you know, there's some people that say, "Well, you know, Green Bay two and zero. All right, so they beat the Vikings and the Bears, but really, the only two playmakers Aaron Rodgers has got is Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. And I, you know, Jimmy Graham has passed his prime. Um, he, you know, of course, Graham got Rodgers killed on a couple of plays where you know the blitz uh, was able to get past him. And he only put a chip block on. The guy can't block. He's never been known as a blocker. But the guy who made the difference for for Aaron Jones was Mercedes Lewis. You go over the tape a second time, and Mercedes Lewis laid out some dudes. You know, he took off the edge on Griffin mm-hmm. and some of their outside linebackers. The other thing is, when I got the inactives, and I had to do a pregame report this past Sunday against the Vikings, you saw this uh, Eric Wilson was now filling in for a Gideon guy who had a right. groin injury during the week at, out, at weak side linebacker. Uh-huh. And uh, and then there, both, Alexander, another one of their uh, corners, both their slot guys were out of the game. And they they went after a, a, a backup safety that had to play slot. And in those first three series, you saw Lafleur go right for those guys. You know, throws to Devontae out of the slot, runs to the right side where that weak side linebacker was. The one play that um, I guess it was Aaron Jones had off to the right hand side. There was nobody there, nobody there. So uh, I was impressed by that. Uh, I guess I was impressed. <laughs> I figured that that's what Green Bay was going to do. Go to these, you know, second and third string guys, and then at the end of the game, though, Mike Zimmer even said, "Yeah, they took advantage of some of our, some of our substitutes to start the game, and that's part of the reason they put 21 points up to get going." When you talk about Raven Green being out uh, going forward in that game, Adrian Amos came up, replaced him on defense, and a hybrid linebacker role, replaced him on special teams. Is that up fullback uh, in punting? And do we think Amos stays in those roles going forward, or was that just a one-time deal? Now, him, or sometimes they bring in this Redmond kid uh, in there to play mm-hmm. that position as well. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if they give some more time to Ty Summers to help out with that. Um, but I, w- I would think, I don't know, depending on how Flacco is, and he he hasn't completed any deep balls yet. Um, it, I'd feel better with Adrian Amos back there, you know, working the back end of the field. Talking with our green and gold football reporter Mike Clemens here on the Wendy's Big Show. Mike, the one big-time mistake that I could really point to on the offensive side was how on earth are you letting Jimmy Graham pass block one-on-one against Daniil Hunter on the outside? And and obviously it it showed that it was a man against boys there in that particular situation. But otherwise, talking with David Bakhtiari here at, at 435, didn't hear Everson Griffin's name all that much. No, no, and he, you know, and David again did a great job with him. He's, he's, I, I'm sorry, I missed the interview, but I know that in years past he's talked about he's loved the challenge against that guy. Yep. But you know, 69 uh, shut him down. 
Um, yeah, I got to. I'm telling you, I think that one of the reasons that the pack, the speed of the Packers' offense dropped off dramatically after. I mean, those first three drives were just beautiful. And that first thing is that's one of the fastest things I've seen the Packers ever do. And it's a lot faster than I ever saw Jared Goff run Sean McVay's offense out there. As fast as Rodgers was getting the ball out of his hands and moving in the backfield and, and creating those double fakes before he went. But that Aaron Rodgers got knocked around. And there was a play there not long before the first half where he came up and during the TV timeout, man, it took him a while to shake it off. He had like a left leg injury of some kind, and it, he wasn't the same. And I'm, you know, I know Aaron Rodgers. He got be, he's beat up now. He had ten days to rest after the Bears game, but he got pretty beat up in that Vikings game, and he was slow and really tired after the end of that game on Sunday. So um, that's you know that's something that they're going to be dealing. I wouldn't be surprised if they rest him on Wednesday, but. You know, we'll see if he can so, recover. So, Mike, everybody's talked about this this week. So, the little tit-to-tat that was on the sideline with Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers as he's coming off the field. What's your take on that? That, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think big picture. Like, did Dan Marino ever yell, yell at Shula? You know, did Joe Montana ever yell at Bill Walsh? Did, you know, uh, or, or to Seifert? No. I, I, w- I would say guys were different back then, though, you know. Well, the other thing is the coach was 25 years older than you, yeah. not four years older than mm-hmm. you. Yeah. That's a really good point. And on the other hand, you know, there's that age-old story that Jerry Kramer talks about, or Bart talked about, when, you know, Lombardi chewed him out and embarrassed him, and, and then Bart went to Lombardi and said, you, Coach, you can say whatever you need to say to me. Just don't do it in front of the team, man. And so part of the thing that sparked that is Rodgers is coming off the field. He knows everything that happened. The coach is coming up and saying, why didn't you do this? And challenging him and yelling at him. And Rodgers barked right back at him. He gave him three reasons why. And uh, you know what? I'm fine with that because they're peers. And guess what? This is going to be Aaron Rodgers. You know, what else do you want? The the guy, no one could, no one in the league could run the offense like those first three drives. And now if you can just figure out a way to sustain that in the, in the second half, and if this defense stays healthy, you know, it's lookout time. So it'll be, it'll be different. Um, it's only their second game together. It's only Matt LaFleur's 18th game calling an NFL game, if you add you know, his year with the Titans mm-hmm. last year. So there's a, there's a lot of rookie stuff going on out there between these two. Mike, that first drive, I'm glad you brought it up. I felt like I needed a cigarette because it was it was nuts. <laughs> like I was I was sitting there, it was hot, it was heavy, yeah, Billy, it was two we, minutes away. It was like here's the, here's the thing. We never saw that in practice. It was never that good in practice. Never. Wow. Never. And that's what was so amazing about it. Except when they missed the game against the Raiders. And by the way, I'm here to tell you, Aaron Rodgers is getting back treatments. Okay, just put that aside. Okay, that's, that's for real. Um, that they they started they closed us out and they started having closed practices when they got into the team drills. And after two or three of those, remember Rodgers came back out and said, "Hey, last couple of practices were really good, really good." Mm-hmm. And so that means that something around there, around the last week of August, the first week of September, going through Labor Day weekend, the cuts, and getting ready for that Thursday night game against the Bears, something clicked. They found their tempo. They found their place. Um, LaFleur said earlier this summer, he, not the first 15, he likes to script the first 20. And one of the things starts to trail off, about 20 plays into the game. So 
like I was joking with the guys this morning, maybe they should have a little script the first 60 and they can get through this thing better. That screen pass, though, Mike, that they ended up scoring the touchdown on, it, it was the design, I just, I loved it. And it, it reminded me a little bit of something that I remember we used to run, and, and it was you'd, you'd set up two different screens. It would be a wide a running back kind of slip screen like it was that Williams catches the touchdown on, and then it would be coupled with like a wide receiver screen on kind of a tunnel on the other side, so you're splitting the line in half. But to have it with Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams on the field at the same time, I know a lot of Packer fans have been looking for that for a long time. Well, that's the best part, though, is the disguise, is the deception. Now you're in red zone, and if you've been watching tape, you say, okay, this is probably Jimmy Graham or slant to Devontae Adams or maybe Aaron Jones, and you think that Jamal Williams is back there to block, and instead he's the receiver, so he's the last guy that you're keying on, wide open touchdown. Mike, appreciate it, man. Can't wait. We'll talk on Thursdays. Then we start turning our eye to the Denver Broncos and an old friend, Vic Fangio. Thank you, Big Show. Take it easy, Mike. He's always brought to you by Chili's and their three for ten dollar menu starter entree and drink. Just ten bucks. Chili's. Chili's is back, baby. Back. And he joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If you're looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019, look no further. Call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank, providing simply local common sense lending to your community since 1935. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.